What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Welcome to the Dodgers Nation post-game show. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. Thank you for rocking with us after the Dodgers crumbled in Cincinnati. An absolute collapse by the Dodgers bullpen. I'm sitting here during this intro, and I'm trying to take deep breaths and say to myself, it's just one game out of 162. It's just one game out of 162. It's just one game out of 162. But what was that? What was that performance? by the Dodger bullpen. What was that performance by Dave Roberts going with Caleb Ferguson there in the ninth inning, going up against all righties where he struggled all season long. Opponents are hitting 319. Righties are against Ferguson this year. You have Shelby Miller coming out of the bullpen. You can use him in that spot. You can even use Evan Phillips who threw 11 pitches in the previous inning. To me, look, it's if you look at this blame pie right now, the way I would slice it up, I would give a big chunk of it to Dave Roberts, but I'll give a bigger chunk to Andrew Friedman in the front office for thinking that this bullpen was going to do a damn thing and be anywhere close to the one that we've seen in years past. Here's what you need to know, Dodgers fans. This bullpen has gone from one of the best in Major League Baseball to literally one of the worst in Major League Baseball. And that isn't a take. That is just a fact. You know I bring my facts to the fight. And entering today's game, the Dodgers bullpen did a 464 ERA. That was good for 26 out of 30 teams in Major League Baseball. 24th in FIP at 438. 17th in strike Strikeout rate at 24%. They're going to war with butter knives, not Ginsu knives like we've seen in the past. You are shopping on the dollar menu, and what are you trying to do? Bring Giles, bring some Montgomery, some of these pieces that aren't going to do anything? I'll tell you right now, period, point blank. Unless Andrew Friedman wants to give up some prospect capital to go out there and get some legitimate bullpen pieces, this team is not going to stand a chance in October. This team won't make a deep run to the World Series, and that's just the reality. And I don't want to hear all this talk. Daniel Hudson might come back. Alex Reyes may, might be a guy. Fire Eisen might be a guy. Walker Buehler could come out of the bullpen. We've read that book before. We've seen that movie before, and we know how it ends. We saw last season. Blake Trinan came back. He blew it against Jake Cronin, where Dustin May is going to come back. He didn't pitch in the NLDS. There's plenty of examples. You can't trust it, but I know that you guys are firing off. And yeah, when it comes to Dave Roberts, you guys know what I say occasionally when it comes to Doc. If there's a wrong button to push, Dave will find a way to push it. In this situation, you left Caleb Ferguson out there to die. He struggled miserably. And look, Ferguson is a guy who's had success against middling teams, but in big spots, I mean, give me some examples where you would feel good about him in those situations. But uh, lots to get off my chest in this one. And look, like I said, it's one game out of 162. It's one game out of 162. Breathe, breathe, namaste, whatever you say. Okay, look, I mean, we're going to be fine, but still, this is really more of symptomatic of a bigger problem within this Dodgers team right now. They lose three in a row for the first time since the first road trip of the season. They lose for the first time to the Reds in 10 games. This is a Dodgers team that dominated, but I want all your fire takes. I want all your thoughts, and I know I kind of did a little monologue at the beginning here, so don't think I'm not going to jump into the comment section because I absolutely am, and I'm looking for that Dodgers Nation comment of the night. When I see that, you're going to see one of these. You win! I'm looking for all your fire takes, your spicy Hot lava, spicy hot takes. I'm gonna give you one of these. Fire take. But let's get into it. We got Drew Rowe, horrible loss. We got Neil Kazumoto. Roberts didn't even follow analytics, letting Ferguson face four righties in a row. That's from Neil over on YouTube. Yeah, I mean it's inexcusable, and we'll see what Dave Roberts has to say after the game. And look, I understand. Look. 
You want to make Evan Phillips your closer. You want to make him your high leverage guy. Until Daniel Hudson returns, I think you need him in a big spot. If you've been watching my show for the last few weeks, the last few months, I've hinted at the name Liam Hendricks when he returned. And he has returned. He hasn't looked great in his first three games back. He hasn't lit the world on fire. He hasn't looked like the all-world Liam Hendricks that we know him to be. In three games, he has a 7, a 6 ERA, but he does have a 228 FIB. And you're going to have to go out there and get someone. Not this dollar menu stuff. Don't shop on the dollar menu and expect a three-star Michelin chef meal, okay? You're not going to get that, all right? You're going to get the mystery meat in the cafeteria. You're not getting the Lari Steakhouse, okay? If you want something, it costs money. Scare money don't make none. You have to go out there. If you truly believe in this team, that to me is going to be the biggest indicator as to whether or not Andrew Friedman and this front office truly believes that this team is a legitimate World Series contending team. Is Will they go out there and get bullpen pieces? Because you look at the offense, they were fine. I mean, you have an 8-3 to three lead with Freddie Freeman hitting that grand slam. The Dodgers have already hit seven grand slams this season. They had two all of last year at this point. So you look at that and look, I will say after that fourth inning, they really get one hit. So the offense definitely fell asleep, but still you get eight runs. In the past, we don't see this bullpen blow a five-run lead. We don't see the starting rotation blow a five-run lead. Tony Gonson wasn't his best tonight, but still, you look at that bullpen, and that's who really you have to point to. And the number is indicated. The numbers back it up. They are one of the worst bullpens in all of Major League Baseball after being one of the best baseball bullpens in the last seven, eight seasons. So that's just the reality. But Robert sucks less than over from Dave Williams. we got William Fox. Is it time for Roberts and Friedman to be gone? That's from William Fox. Look, I still think... The jury is still out. I don't think that Andrew Friedman and Dave Roberts are superior judge court status where they can have their job for the rest of their life. Like Tommy Lasorda, you can have your job forever, anything like that. I still believe that Dodger fans out there want to see multiple World Series when you consider the fact that, yeah, you should have won in 2017. Yeah, you were cheated on the same token, I think, when you consider the resources, when you consider the player pool, the farm system, you're expecting more than one World Series, and we'll see. I mean, I think it's still early for that. I think we're way too premature to say, oh, a loss to the Cincinnati Reds at the beginning of June means, hey, get Andrew Freeman and Dave Roberts out of here. No, the reality is they're still two of the best in the business in the business is what they do. But still, I do think that What's up? What's up? What's up, Nando? I do still believe, though, that you're going to learn in modern day Major League Baseball when you're seeing it increasingly become a bullpen game that you can't do the scrap heap, guys. You can't shop on the dollar menu. You can't find guys in the bottom of the barrel and go dumpster diving and expect to hit on all these guys. There's a reason why a lot of these guys aren't picked up by other teams. There is a reason why. And you have to invest in the bullpen in some capacity if you want to get their results. And I think a bear is repeating that. Look, I mean, you let Kenley Jansen, Waugh, Kenley, you see he was having success early in this season. You see relievers around the league. You saw Josh Hader, the Padres, go out and get him for what they got him for. And you say, hey, he's the guy who got the final out against the Dodgers when he struck out Freddie Freeman to end the NLDS. At some point, you have to go out there and get a big-name reliever. And I think, too, if you're going to play the matchups game, if you're going to play the analytics game, which we know the Dodgers are always going to do, like you mentioned earlier, it makes absolutely no sense to send Caleb Ferguson out there against a, a a right-handed batter. I would rather see Justin Turner out there on the mound against a righty right now than I would like to see Caleb Ferguson. And you saw, it was an absolute meltdown. It was a disaster class by Fergie. And, I mean, the numbers back it up. The inning backs it up. I mean, three walks, you hit a batter. He couldn't hit 
If it was if, they, if the Reds were on a dunk tank, they'd be dry or then the desert right now because he couldn't hit his target. But uh, bring, <laughs> we got Cesar says bring back Craig Kimbrell, Craig Crumble. Yeah, that's a that's a Dodgers Nation post game show class. I'm gonna give you a fire take for that. Fire one. deep, 28 out of 30 bullpens. Yeah, just look at the numbers right there. New layout is fire, bro. I want to appreciate uh, that layout. Yeah, Anthony Keen. I give all the credit to Mr. Gary Lee, the caretaker here at Dodgers Nation. He cooked this up and he worked on this for quite some time. It definitely looks pretty sick. Don't you? Wouldn't you say new era? And then also thanks to you guys. You guys rocking with us as much as you have. Like I said, think of it as your new layout, your new place to hang out and uh, see your comments. But uh, yeah, we also are always listening to feedback from you guys. And you wanted a larger font, and you got just that. You got trade the damn bullpen. You want to trade the whole damn bullpen? I'll give that a Hornitos shot taker shot of the night. Please drink responsibly. You Pitching win. sucks from Mark Ortega. Stupid managing from Cisco. Serbia finish Roberts. We got Joshua. Again, DMAC fire Dave Roberts. Worst loss of the season. That's from Anthony Keene. Yeah, I mean, look, this. I'm going to pull it up right now. But, I mean, you look at this team when you have a lead of that magnitude. You're not going to lose many games. I mean, the the recipe to success for this Dodgers team has been hitting the long ball, has been hitting home runs. And tonight, you were able to do that. You were able to get the home run ball. And, I mean, look at their record heading into today. When the Dodgers hit two-plus home runs, they were 22-7, okay? They're 22-7. When... The Dodgers are taking the if you're, if they, when the Dodgers led after eight innings this year they were thirty two and zero when they led after seven innings they were thirty and one okay so yeah this was absolutely the worst loss of the season I think if you look at this Dodgers team when you look at the performance I think defensively there were miscues it was sloppy towards the end Tony Gonson wasn't at his best you saw some defensive misplays there so yeah it definitely was just not a good game and I think that hey this is a wake up call not just for the bullpen itself because look I mean. Say what you want about Dave Roberts. He can only cook the meal with the ingredients that he has, right? And right now, he's trying to make a nice five-star meal, but the ingredients are not great. So they're going to have to go out and get guys. I mean, they're going to have to find their next Chris Martin, but I actually think they need to go above that. You need to go bigger than Chris Martin. And we'll see what Daniel Hudson's able to provide when he returns. But there's just too many question marks. You can't – look, I mean, for me, I like to be realistic, not idealistic, okay? And to me, I feel like they've been a little too idealistic in years past, especially last year with everyone's coming back. The reinforcements are on the way. The Calvary's coming. They blew it. In the NLDS, we didn't see Dustin May. Blake Trinan was a shell of himself. I don't think he'll, I mean, he said he'll be disappointed if he doesn't pitch this year. Is anyone here betting on Blake Trinan to return? Okay, a guy that didn't want to listen to medical doctors who told him to get surgery, okay? And of course, he doesn't take their advice, even though the organization told him to do that. What happens? Ultimately has to get surgery, ultimately sets the recovery team uh, turn back, and ultimately hurts this team and this bullpen because of that. So, I mean, look, the reality is you got to go out there, you got to get some pieces, or if you're just really telling the fan base and your current roster, which is filled with guys that have a great nucleus. I mean, you got Jason Hayward, who has been better than expected. You have J.D. Martinez, who's a top five slugger in all of Major League Baseball. You got a top five slugger on a one-year $10 million deal. Guess what? He's not going to be back next year. He's going to get himself a nice three- or four-year deal. And also, we know the Dodgers, they're going to want to go after Shohei Otani. So, yeah, I mean, to me, I believe in this core. I think they have the pieces in place to go after and make a run. But, hey, if you don't want to make a run, just let us know. We'll just, hey, development year, youth movement, give Bobby Miller all the starts, give Gavin Stone some starts, call him back up, let Vargas and Outman and guys figure it out. Hell, call up 
Johnny DeLuca, have him have a, have him just go at when he starts on Wednesday, just have him finished up and just use this as a development year. But let us know, okay? Because are you going to get Julio Arias back? Probably not. Will he probably sign with the other team? Look at, look at uh, Jacob DeGrom, what happened to him? He's gone. Hey, poof, his career might be over, right? You're going to need someone else. They might go after Julio Arias. I've always felt like the Texas Rangers would be a possible team for him, possibly the Padres, especially if the Dodgers do sign Shohei Otani. So the point I'm trying to make, Clayton Kershaw, this could be a swan song for Clayton Kershaw. So the point I'm trying to make is not only do you have players at the peak of their primes in Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts, but you also have this core group where most of them are going to be gone. They could even punt on Max Muncy if they want to pick up his $10 million club option. And so, yeah, we're going to find out very soon here how committed this organization is to the 2023 Dodgers because there's no question that they're committed to the Dodgers as a whole and all the resources they have. I just have my questions as to how aggressive they're going to be, and I hope they will. But uh, I know that uh, I haven't been read as many comments, so I'm going to make up for that now and just read like a million in a row, and then we'll start breaking this whole game down. But uh, if you're new to the channel, if you're new to the channel, please hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, leave some comments. Leave a like button just because this is your show and I'm just hosting it, so you want to like your own show, right? Adolfo Lopez, Roberts, positive note. Uh, you rock, D-Mac. Yeah, what did Dave Roberts already say? I liked him in that, I liked him in that spot. Um, can we rely on Daniel Hudson at this point, Doug? He's been gone too long. We need swing to swing a big trance from Matador 64. Amen, Doug. What up, Justin Lamas? Look, uh, we got the Trace Hayward season. What your take, Trace? Just came back. Let me scroll down. But, yeah, look, I mean, Daniel Hudson, he was on his way to having a career year. He had a strikeout rate in the 30s, career high. Walk rate over five. He was headed for a career year. Is he going to repeat those same results? I I have some doubts. I do believe in him, but at the at the moment, it's a big question. I mean, we thought he was going to be ready for the start of the season. We're already on June 6th. We haven't seen him yet, but uh, Robert's still working on managing pitchers. He's a nice guy, but we need a manager with balls. Sparky Hap, Captain Hook Anderson didn't get to be a Hall of Fame manager by being a candy-ass players manager. That's from Jim over on Facebook. Jim, you are definitely bringing that fire take. Like I said, I give fire takes even to ones that I don't necessarily agree with, and that's a fire take for sure. But uh, Nando, Nando, this is not a World Series team unless they make some major trades. That's from Nando. 390. Yeah, we're simpatico. Okay, we're on the same page, seeing eye to eye here. Why is Roberts putting Phillips in the eighth? He's supposed to be our closer, Eddie Dub. You look. I mean, I don't necessarily. I mean, I think you. I don't quibble with that as much. I definitely think if you look at that eighth inning right there, if you look at the eighth inning, bottom of the eighth, it's top. It's he. He goes one, two, three. He goes one, two, three in the top of the eighth inning. And he was efficient, 11 pitches. Evan Phillips is, without question, the clear-cut best reliever on this team. And it's not even close. He doesn't have a close second. But I just don't think that they really respected this Reds offense. I think that's really what it comes down to. And also, give credit to this Reds team. This is this Reds team has been one of the best teams of baseball in the last couple of weeks. They're sitting at 28-33. and 33. This isn't the Reds team that's laid down year after year. This is a much more competitive Reds team down in Cincinnati. But still, yeah, I just don't think that they respected them in the bottom of that ninth inning, thinking that they were going to be able to just walk away with this and just coast to an easy victory but yeah I mean look at Evan Phillips he goes in there and you got the top of the line you got McLean India and De La Cruz and yeah he makes light work he gets he makes light work I mean he falls behind McLean 2-0 in the count and then gets him looking at a strike for strike one then on the 2-1 he gets him to ground out on a sinker then India makes quick work of him as well 
First pitch, four-seam fastball, takes it for a strike looking. Second pitch, ground out on the sweeper. Then De La Cruz on the 2-2, he gets him looking. Yeah, he gets him looking on that sweeper right there down and away and yeah you're feeling pretty good about that you're feeling good about the efficiency it wasn't a high stress inning and i guarantee you that if you had the same pieces in place maybe you do consider a six out save if it's the postseason if it's a bigger game if it's a more meaningful impactful game but for some reason he went out there and just did he just like blindly point to the bullpen and say oh yeah let's just go and go after Craig Ferg- uh, to to Caleb Ferguson. There, shout out to Craig Ferguson. I miss his show. But uh, Caleb Ferguson there in that inning, I think he was going to get the job done. But let me know down below. Do you guys feel like it was managerial mis- malpractice? Do you agree with me that hey, I think yeah, it's Dave Roberts' fault in the sense that I'd rather see Shelby Miller in that spot against the righties. But hey, Caleb Ferguson, three nineteen on the year against right-handed hitters. It did- didn't make very much sense at all. You know what I always say: if there's a wrong button to push. Probably Dave's going to push it in certain spots. And you really feel bad about this loss because now you got Noah Syndergaard. Oh, wow. Noah Syndergaard could be, hey, Noah might have to go uh, after tomorrow. So we'll see what he does. But, yeah, I mean, first game they've lost to the Reds in the last 10, lost three games in a row for the first time since the first road trip trip of the year. And they just lost it. It was a meltdown. It was a meltdown. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. The offense shut down after the fourth inning. One hit in their last five. And yeah, I mean, one of the worst pens in baseball. Just not a clean game defensively. And yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on this game? We got uh, literally unbelievable yet believable. We got uh, Michael Flores, our bullpen. Mike uh, Forstell, our bullpen sucks. GM always tries to get by with reclamation projects. Phillips is the one success story. Hudson is out. We got uh, Craig Osberg. What up, Craig? DMAC Master class what up alexander z Corey seager is smiling at 40 and 20 from michael over on youtube bc what up bc how you doing my man uh hi dmag how do you feel about your 3-0 series prediction carl i feel pretty bad about it considering the fact that it's not going to be a good prediction but i should have been sitting pretty right Uh, one thing i should have considered is this bullpen is an absolute tire fire of a bullpen okay this bullpen has been a disaster so far this season and until they fix it it could be tough sledding and this offense is going to have to be like the Kansas City Chiefs. It's going to have to be like the greatest show on turf, Rams. It's going to have to be like the Golden State Warriors going out there and outscoring their opponents because they're just not able to execute run prevention but let's go pop off we got i don't care loss on bullpen not dave that's from trace we got fire dave roberts from gabriel fire roberts from alexander we got thomas roberts is the biggest effing idiot phillips threw 10 pitches in the eighth 10 sick and tired of dave roberts look i mean the reality is 
I mean, the conversation, and I agree with you. I think you have a valid point. He actually throws 11 pitches, not 10, but still splitting hairs there. And I think it's it's a tough needle to thread if you're Dave Roberts in that situation because is there anyone out there on this planet that think that Dave Roberts solely made the decision to go to Caleb Ferguson there? Because it wouldn't make any sense whatsoever. I mean, he goes out there, allows three earned runs, just gets one out there, throws 30 pitches, just 12 first strikes, and he was two for six on first pitch strikes. I mean, he was absolutely a disaster out there. And you hate to see it. Guys have off nights. People have off nights. And it's not like he's immune to that at all. But it almost just felt like it just it just it, it was not the right move. It was not the right move. There's no question about that. And yeah, let's get back into your comments here. We got uh I'll ask you guys for a second. Give me. Oh, here we go. Uh, heck yeah, we got. Uh, I'm over Gratteros from Knuckles Triple Seven. Gonsolin is over hype. That's from Nando Three Ninety. And look, heading into today, Gonsolin looked really good. Gonsolin looked really good because he had a one seven seven ERA. The issue with Gonsolin though, ninety two pitches, fifty eight first strikes. He allowed three earned runs and really just a very rocky first inning there for Tony Gonsolin. But after that, I mean, it was a high wire act at times, but he allowed three runs on those three hits there in the first. But bottom of the first inning really hurt him there. And yeah, Fraley single to center leadoff, leadoff single there, a splitter that's kind of stayed up. And McLean, he singled to left on the first pitch. Four-seam fastball, 90 miles per hour, middle of the zone. I mean, that was just an absolute lollipop pitch right there. So back-to-back singles to start the bottom of the first. And then India flied to right. Fraley advanced to third. Then De La Cruz walked. He walked him. He was up 1-2 in the count. Then he was missing. Glove side with the curveball twice. And then a third time with the slider. So, I mean, the command was just extremely, extremely off. Just was not pounding the zone, not attacking the zone at all whatsoever there in that first inning. And then he hit steer by a pitch. Fraley scored. De La Cruz advanced to second. McLean to third. That made it three to one. After the Dodgers were able to put up three runs there in the first inning. And then Stevenson singled to center. De La Cruz scored and McLean scored. So a two-run single there. And then the Stevenson, they were ambushing him. They were very aggressive. And they were hitting mistake pitches. I mean, that slider was up. It was out over the plate. And the command just is not there right now for Tony Gonsolin. And he really had a pretty solid start ERA-wise. But you could see with the walks that at some point the writing was on the wall that this was an inevitable that we were going to see a start like this and he gets Newman to foul to first for the second out then he gets Fairchild to ground to third but here we go back to the comments section the apocalypse will take place before yeah like DeGrom getting TJ surgery again we got DMAC is hotter than Georgia asphalt from TKM hotter than the devil's armpit my man uh, Freddie living that free life hey MV free what can you say MV free there we go DKM MV free we got, uh, yeah, hit that like button again, Nikin. Losses, uh, lost not on Roberts, in my opinion. Trey's Hayward season 2023. Yeah, if you know the inner workings of the Los Angeles Dodgers, and I'm not saying I know it 100%, but I think I have a pretty solid read on it, and I think you do out there too, because you guys are some of the most educated, informed fans that I've ever came in contact with as far as being on the show and just hearing your takes. You know that it's a collaborative effort. You know that. 
He is out there trying to make chicken with chicken, you know what. And unfortunately, the recipe is a recipe for disaster if you're going to give him these pieces. But Craig Osterberg, Mark Pryor should make all moves for the pitching staff. That's from Craig Osterberg. But the but Craig, I mean, Mark, Mark Pryor is just going to make the same moves that the analytics department and Andrew Friedman, the rest of the powers that be collaborate on as a group they're playing matchups but uh hey d hey dkm uh freeman was too cheap this offseason from so gabriel galef dkm hey d mac degrom is hurt thor takes his spot so he can get naked <laughs> like okay man uh the d bags won so it's officially in second place yeah i mean that's another thing they're now one game behind the diamondbacks in first place, the Dodgers now 35 and 26 on the year. How about when Julio comes back? Try Thor in the bullpen. That's from Roger Cook. That's a possibility, but what do you expect from Noah Syndergaard? He's not a guy that throws strikes. He's not a guy that misses bats. He doesn't have the stuff that plays up out of the bullpen. Maybe you might get a tick or two on his velocity. Maybe just emptying the tank every appearance. But last year, he made some postseason appearances out of the bullpen. He was decent at times. They tried it once in the regular season. It didn't work so well so the bullpen's about stuff the bullpen is about a mindset knowing you can go out there and get big outs in big situations would you want Noah Syndergaard out there in a high leverage spot absolutely not you want it out there when you want to miss bats and the reason why missing bats and striking out guys that such a premium is because you let base runners on through walks or hitting batters or putting the ball in play bad things are going to happen just like we saw against Bruce Dark Gratterall in the Yankees series where defensively he's making bad plays you see the ball hit to Chris Taylor and Miguel Vargas and they're trying to make plays in the infield they can't make those plays the best way to truly dominate is when you can take that little pill and throw it by that little stick and they can't touch it you don't have to worry about anything so I don't see much potential for a Syndergaard as a bullpen piece maybe as a mop-up guy maybe as a little victory cigar guy kind of like what Adam Morrison was for the Lakers a few years ago but I don't think he brings that much the really the only value he provides at this point out of the bullpen is is if you kind of hide him in the bullpen, and then in the event another guy goes down injury-wise, you can plug him in, and he's proven that, yeah, he can go four, five, six innings, albeit with him allowing three, four, five runs, but still, he is competent from that standpoint. But at that standpoint, at, from that point on, if we're not going out there and making moves and trying to bolster and fortify this rotation, I'd rather let some of the young studs, some of the Nick Nostrini's and Landon Knacks and some of these guys, Sheehan's, I mean, some of these studs that have gone out and won minor league players of the month and just might as well just go for it and get them experience. But uh, we got inconsistent bullpen and mismanagement equals no World Series. That's from Rosemary over on YouTube. Caleb throws that ball beyond his rage. Looks like a little kid. That's from DKM. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times you see and you saw today, they're in the bottom of the ninth inning. He misses with arm side command. It, and that really tends to be one of his issues. And yeah, just looking at that bottom of the ninth inning, he just did not have it. The Reds are 21-18 in their last 39 games. That's from Michael. Why would Otani want to come to LA when Roberts is going to pull him after 50 pitches and have Fergie blow the game? That's from J Kid 323. That's a fire. fire we got um Roberts needs a real closer time and again. Hey, if you guys are watching my show, if you watch it back in November, I said, yeah, closer by committee. In theory, it makes sense. I love the idea of it, but with Dave Robertson, the powers that be, I'd rather just, I would sleep better at night knowing that, hey, you got someone that you can trust in that spot. And look, I mean, we know that uh, Craig Kimbrell, he gave us the heebie-jeebies, right? I mean, alcohol sales went up. Sales of Hornitos went through the roof when he was in L.A. But look, 
you need a, a real closer. You need someone that you can trust in that situation because you don't always know when the matchup is going to be correct. You don't always know when you're going to be able to hit on every single matchup, especially when you're going four or five different relievers a game and you're not able to get length from your starting pitchers. I mean, it's just a tough game to manage when you got guys going the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, the eighth, and the ninth. At some point, you can't count on each of those guys being on every single night. So, yeah, it's a tough situation, and they're learning i think they knew this going into it this organization is too smart to not think that but you had an eight to three lead no excuse that's from ron jerica yeah I mean, what can you say i mean this offense came out there and they've been carrying for weeks and top of the first inning they did just that mookie betts who reached on an infield single to third freeman drew a walk he had first and second with no outs and then will smith he struck out swinging for the first out and then max muncie really nice at bat for the funky muncie three one count gets himself into a hitter's count you got a curveball down in the zone. He doubled to right to make it 2-0 Dodgers. L.A. strikes first blood. And the next batter, David Peralta, who has really turned things around, he singled to center to score Muncie to make it 3-0 Dodgers. And then Hayward lined to short for the third out there in the first inning. So the Dodgers get three runs on three hits, and you're feeling really good about that start. You're feeling really good about a team that, we know in the past, this is a great front-running team. This is a team that if you give a lead, they're definitely in good shape. And really, the the Dodgers, I mean, their bugaboo tends to be close games, one-run games. The Dodgers are now under 500 in one-run games, sitting at 6-7. and seven. But, yeah, I mean, typically, these are the games that the Dodgers win, games where they get up early. But they got out hit today. They got out hit 14 to 8, and the Reds had 23 total base runners. So that is a recipe for disaster for this Dodgers team. But yeah, let's jump back into the comment section, guys. And let's, uh, one second here, guys. But uh, we got uh, it's Robert's fault since he's manager getting ejected turned out to be a brilliant move. Yeah, I mean, it definitely lit a fire under that team. It definitely this this Reds team. I'm actually pretty impressed with them. They've had a pretty nice turnover the turnaround. I think De La Cruz. It definitely I mean there's a reason why he's the number four prospect in all of Major League Baseball. So yeah, definitely was impressed by this team. The fight, the grit they showed, and you do have to tip your cap to them. You also have to realize too, it's the Great American Ballpark. It is a bandbox, and this Reds team. They have, if you look at OPS heading into this game, they were the 20th ranked offense, the 20th ranked offense based on OPS in Major League Baseball. They still managed to put up nine runs there. Uh, when is Dave Roberts getting fired? That's from Oscar Ortiz. We got uh, uh, Thomas Cooney. Roberts needs to be fired. Kevin Juhas, Dave should have pulled Caleb when he had runners on second and first. Yeah, Kevin Juhas. I mean, that's what I was screaming at my television, and I'm with you 100%, is when you realize Caleb Ferguson is one of those guys where you have to realize when he doesn't have it. You have to realize that he's someone that when the command isn't there, similar to an Alex Vesia, who, yeah, they're both lefties, when they're missing up in the zone, when they're missing arm side high and away, and you're seeing multiple non-competitive pitches, that's got to be a red flag. I'm not talking about a pink flag. I'm talking about a bright red flag. And you're absolutely correct. I think at that point, you get Shelby Miller warm. You have him going up against a righty, and you're probably feeling good about taking home this victory, and you're probably winning a game, and you're ending that two-game little slide you had against the Yankees. So, yeah, the Dodgers, they're risky going into a little funk here, and 
I think this team, I, I'd be very interested to see what that locker room was like after the game because those guys are professionals and they realize that they absolutely let one get away. And so far this season, Shelby Miller heading into today, heading into tonight, right-handed batters, right-handed batters were four for 45, a point oh an 89 batting average a 0.89 batting average with a 358 ops so i think shelby miller going up against righties was a far better option i'm okay with not using evan phillips for a six out save at the beginning of june against the reds in cincinnati i'm fine with doing that okay we need to preserve evan phillips if this team's going to do anything you need evan phillips in october on a big stage when it matters most you're not going to burn the candle on both sides with evan phillips even though he is fireman phillips mr honey bun himself but still, Shelby Miller, the fact that he comes in lets you know that he was available, and I just don't understand. But uh, depending on an unreliable bullpen, it's an inevitable ending. That's from Knuckles817. Don't sign Otani. Sign multiple pitchers. One pitcher isn't going to get it done. That's from Tina G-Man. If it's a tire fire, why does Roberts go to the? That's from Thomas Cooney. Syndergaard pitches tomorrow. Another loss for the Dodgers. We got uh, Dave Roberts out. Please, how much do we have to see? Fire Roberts from Oscar Ortiz. Michael Melrose, absolutely on Roberts for not letting Phillips go back out there. That's for Michael Melrose. We got, uh, let me pull out some more comments here. I keep finding away your comments. I'm pretty much going just exclusive on the comments for the rest of the way. But uh, we got the Dodgers are so good, they take themselves out. Five-run lead isn't enough with this pen. Anthony Keene, yeah, to really, you got to pen-proof this thing. They need six or seven at least, right? Team Ruiz, eight division titles, more like eight failures. A halfway decent coach would have would have at the very least three or four World Series titles. Yeah, I mean, win nine of ten, you feel good about that. But Crumble Ferguson from Daniel yeah, I don't know what it was. I don't know why you didn't come out there and rescue Caleb Ferguson. Was he asleep? There's a good chance that he was. Did anyone look in the dugout? Because I want to go watch a replay and see, was Dave Roberts wearing a Manta mask? Because I love me a Manta mask. When I would go to sleep, that is what I wear. And... Uh In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. There we go. Mantis Sleep. They make the world's best sleep masks and sleep accessories. Everything they do is to enable better lives through better sleep. They work relentlessly to improve and optimize sleep so that you can have the energy to live your best life. Check out MantisSleep.com today so you can sleep better anywhere, anytime. Get your Manta mask today. Use the code DN2023. We got, uh, when is Roberts going to push the button? Uh, you're right. Dave Roberts always does this. He never makes the right pitching changes ever. That's from Marco Ortega. Dodgers should have gone after Bruce Bochy from JK323. Diane Schroeder rock with us from Cancun. What? We lost that game? I was watching from the plane. Diane Schroeder, hey, if this team doesn't make a move for the bullpen, if this team doesn't look to possibly fortify this rotation in some capacity, if guys go down, they Dodgers might be with you in Cancun in early October. So, maybe Maybe even late September. Hopefully you don't want to see that. Of course, we know when the season ends, but still. Uh, the bullpen sucks. Muncie is a horrible defensive player. That's from Craig Osterberg. Uh, 
Cesar, DMAG, why didn't Roberts take out Ferguson earlier? Makes no sense. Was obviously struggling bad. Annie, where is Jonah Hill for Moneyball when we need him? That's a good fire take. Fire take. No, I mean, I think that's the thing. I mean, it's twofold. It's one, why didn't you take Caleb Ferguson out earlier when it was clear he didn't have it after he walks steer and he falls behind the count? That's how you know it's a bad day. And one thing that really stood out to me was earlier in the game when Oral Hershiser said this game doesn't pass the smell test. That's when I started to really think to myself, maybe this lead isn't safe. Weird things happen in that ballpark. Yes, the Dodgers entered today, having won nine in a row in Cincinnati. But that is when the alarm really went off in my mind. Hey, the Dodgers might lose this one. But yeah, look at that first at bat to steer. He walks him, 3-2 pitch. He misses with the four-seam fastball. And then he gives up the single to Stevenson. If you look at that pitch, a cutter that just didn't do very much cutting, left it up, center cut, and then you got runners on first and third and yeah the, of course he gets the newman to foul to first nice play there and even that one he was down the count two and zero in the count on the third pitch he kind of almost got lucky there and then he walks fairchild in that at bat he's up one and two in the count he misses with a cutter low misses with the four seam fastball high and he misses with the four seam fastball up and away and that's what you see it's the it's the arm side command with the fastball that tends to be his issue and then he walks Casale steer scored Fairchild to second Hopkins to third that made it eight to seven the Reds they're now creeping within one it's a one run game at that point and of course Dave Roberts is he gonna do anything no at that point you know what was gonna happen you knew the end was near for this game then very next batter Fraley hey does he walk him no even worse he hits him he hits him on a 2-2 count four-seam fastball. He plunks him, and this is supposed to be a guy you feel good about, a left-handed batter, and he misses terribly. That was a terrible pitch. Four-seam fastball, just terrible arm side command, and that ties things up, and his night was over. And also, too, if you rewatch it, he didn't give him the classic Dave Roberts pat on the backside when he left the mound. And, yeah, that's kind of how you know when Dave Roberts is upset with his players. And, yeah, I mean, look for that one. Then Shelby Miller comes in, and what do you expect him to do in that situation? You really can't fault him. He gets in the head of the count, 0-1 on the splitter. He gets McLean to foul it off. And on the second pitch, splitter, just middle, middle, right down Broadway. And he hits a single. That was the game. Reds win 9-8. to eight, Three runs on two hits. So, yeah. I mean, you guys know I don't like to be all negative. So, for my Michelada half-full take of the night, we're going to start doing this now. My Michelada half-full take of the night, the silver lining, optimistic, Mr. Positive, Ray of Sunshine take is J.D. Martinez continues to rake. MV Freddie Freeman continues to establish himself as a legitimate MVP front runner, in my opinion, at this point. They continue to produce. They're doing everything you would expect them to do, and then some. And look no further than the fourth inning there. Freddie Freeman, two strikes, two outs, change up, inner half, right there on the inside corner, just turns on it. Boom! 394-foot home run for Freddie Freeman, Fredericks of Hollywood, like my man Anthony Keen likes to call him. And, yeah, I mean, what more can you say about Fredericks of Hollywood? Mr. Freddie Freeman is 11th home run of the season. He's been fantastic. The Dodgers of 8-3 at that point. They had five runs on four hits there in the fourth inning. And then you jump to the – then you jump to, yeah, J.D. Martinez – getting uh getting his own 
get, creating his own offense there. I mean, even in the first inning, J.D. Martinez with the sacrifice fly, he's, he put the Dodgers up two to nothing. So, yeah, it was an unfortunate loss. And then top of the fourth inning, J.D. Martinez leadoff home run on a 1-1 count, his 14th of the season. So he's been an absolute steal for the Dodgers at $10 million. So, yeah, the story really tonight, the offense was – Good for four innings. They sort of fell asleep, had one hit after that fourth inning there. Miguel Vargas had a hit later in the game. So, yeah, Miguel Vargas had a hit in the walk. But defensively, they don't look crisp. The bullpen, their tire fire. We read you the numbers. They're 28 out of 30 right now in Major League Baseball. The FIP is close to five. The ERA is higher than Cody Bellinger on 420. They need some work. They need to go out there and trade for some pieces. I don't trust the internal options right now. And if you don't want to go that route, at least be honest. Hey, this is going to be a gap year. This is going to be a transitional year where you're developing prospects to get to the Shohei Otani sweepstakes. But at the very least, just be honest and let us know. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Dodgers Nation postgame show. We'll do some more comments here, and we'll let you guys enjoy the rest of your Tuesday night and uh, yeah long day tomorrow it could be judgment day for Noah Syndergaard but uh, Purple Gavin Stone and Ryan Pepio going to be bullpen Phillips could have pitched the ninth inning from Ardu Chitao. Syndergaard for long relief only for Alex Alvarez Trace Howard season it's not like Friedman could have signed anyone that game changing in the offseason yeah but like you talk about this team really hasn't made moves in the past. And look, do you talk about maybe you could, you could have traded for a bullpen piece I mean, you could find that piece and you could have even brought in Kenley Jansen back when, before you signed Craig Kimbrell. So there's always moves you can make. You could have tried it for Josh, for Josh Hader last season. So yeah, I think if you look at this bullpen, I think they, they need absolute work and it, there's no, there's no excuse really for at this point that it's taken this long to develop a bullpen and really have a consistent bullpen that's really of premier piece. And yes, you went out there and signed Blake trying, you brought him back, but for the most part, you just haven't gotten those pieces. And for me, my big issue too, it's they're really a pitch to contact style bullpen. And even if you're having success in the regular season, does anyone out there think this is a bullpen that's going to play up in the postseason? I mean, no, I just don't. I just don't see him as that. So, yeah, I mean, you're right in that. Not, not too many names out there for sure, but still, I mean, at this point, it also comes down to development as well and developing their own pieces. And yeah, I mean, really, who's really out there? I mean, Kenley Jansen. You could have maybe consider bringing him back, but other options. I mean, Robert Suarez, of course, he goes back and he already gets hurt. You got Seth Lugo goes down to San Diego, and he's a guy who is mainly coming out in relief, and they use him in a starter's role. Zach Britton, Michael Former, Chad Green, Brad Hand. I mean, nothing just lights the world on fire, but still, I think that's kind of giving them a quick out. But a uh, couple more here. I'll let you guys out here. Missed the game. They lost, huh? Damn. And as D-Mac in the finish, the Hornitos bottle after tonight's loss. Yeah, that's a fire. Just signed Montgomery. Dave has always been weak at handling the bullpen. Muncie, how many misses plays that third? Why aren't we talking about that, too? That's from Denny Cortez. Yeah, we can talk about that as well. I mean, it's no secret. The cat's been out of the bag for weeks now. Is that, yeah, Max Muncie, he's just... I mean, he's a below-average third baseman. I mean, he just truly is a below-average third baseman. And you have always seen him struggle with 
uh, with the doubles down the line, ground balls down the line. He struggles with that backhand play. But yeah, at some point you have to, it has to justify, his offense has to be good enough to where it justifies his glove being where it is. So that definitely is something that, that hurts. And there were some other errors today. I mean, if you look at, McLean, the single to center, he was safe at second after the throwing error by Jason Hayward. So, I mean, that was uncharacteristic of Jason Hayward. And, yeah, I mean, it really was uh, just a really just a rough game all around. Really just a rough game all around. And I think the, the, with Max Muncy, that's not going to change this year. I mean, he kind of is what he is. And you kind of hope that he can make plays when he's given opportunities to but hopefully his bat really just kind of carries what he does defensively but uh yeah i mean infield defense is a premium it truly is at this point you have two elite defenders in miguel rojas and freddie freeman but miguel rojas miguel vargas had some issues at times and max muncie he's left a lot to be desired at the hot corner but uh, a couple more i'll let you get and then we'll head out of this one dodgers hitters wore manta mass out of the fourth inning that's from michael hoffer doug neal earlier the team as a result of andrew freeman's failure you can only blame Dave Roberts for so much. And that's just the reality. That's the reality. If you want to, and I appreciate you, PRFL, Odrum, and Harold Smith, DMAC for Dodgers GM, <laughs> that'd be stressful. But I would uh, definitely trade it trade it all just to get the championship and we'll kind of rebuild it. But uh, DMAC, you're awesome, DMAC. Uh, you see a call just like us all. Yeah, they look, man, that's the thing about this show, guys, and one of the reasons why we kind of created it because we know that – we want to what the real fans' perspective, what you guys are saying. But uh, Mike M. DMAC for Dodgers manager. Hey, maybe we could do like a manager by committee and all of us just take turns. I'll get Mondays. You guys get Tuesdays, Wednesdays. We'll just switch it up throughout the week. Ron Jerica, DMAC, uh, fired Andrew Freeman already. From, I don't know. Just signed Montgomery. Uh, that's right, Craig. We had 2022 Los Angeles Rams real championship from Ray Barrios. That was definitely real. Um, Need Hudson back, just like Montgomery. Roy Estrada, Fergie needs to go back to Black IPs. That's a fire take. Fire take. That's a fire take. But that is going to do it, though, for this episode of the Dodgers Nation post-game show. We'll be back tomorrow. It's really an emergency show we put together, but we'll be back after Noah Syndergaard start. Hopefully, the Dodgers can even the series, and hopefully, Noah Syndergaard can have a good outing and really get back on track. You really say your prayers for Noah Syndergaard, because if this guy has a terrible outing, it could be it for Noah Syndergaard. It could be Noah, Noah Syndergaard's got to Noah's got to go. So we'll see about that. But see you guys next time. And as always, thanks for rocking with us here on the Dodgers Nation Post Game Show. If you're new to the channel, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and if you want to. See is post even more Dodgers content. You really want to support the channel? Smash that like button. Remember, win, lose, or draw, another brings us together quite like Dodger baseball. And until next time, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out.